Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Troy Palomalu's agonizing last days with the Steelers are revealed in a riveting new biography. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Troy Palomalu. I say his name and images flash into the mind's eye. But Troy is an enigma. The Steelers' superhero safety was always so meek and mild off the football field. Perhaps that's because of his inauspicious origin story. One told in depth for the first time in a revealing new biography from longtime Steelers beat writer Jim Wexel. In Palomalu, readers will follow Troy Benjamin Amua from his troubled family situation on the outskirts of Los Angeles. Dad was gone and mom was overburdened with work and child care. As a result, Troy, the youngest, was free to roam, even run wild. So he did. So much so, a young Troy was finally shipped off to Oregon to live with his, quote, iron-fisted uncle named Salua and his Aunt Shelley. Last name, Palomalu, the surname Troy would ask to adopt while still in high school. Yet he wouldn't get it legally changed until the man the football world already knew as Palomalu was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the young man who asked his uncle Salua for his last name was already changed. Troy wasn't just asking for a name, but the proud Polynesian heritage and tradition it represented. They say it takes a village to raise a child. In Troy's case, it required many communities. There was his extended family, beginning with the aunt and uncle who took him in and made him family. There is the coaching communities dating back to elementary school and continuing up through high school, then USC. And of course, there was the family-run, tradition-rich, professional football club known as the Pittsburgh Steelers, long held as one of the best organization in all of professional sports. Finally, there was its nationwide fan base, known as Steelers Nation, which was about to be absolutely astounded by their new soft-spoken strong safety. All of these communities helped forge Troy Palomalo into the fantastic football player he was, but more importantly, into the philosophical and spiritual man he would become. 
Wexel captures all the on-the-field glory and the behind-the-scenes struggles and turning points with in-depth interviews so exhaustive they require several, quote, cast of characters pages in the book. There was something about Troy and football that merged, that became one. He delivered his first big hit as an eight-year-old, but he was divided among three sports throughout his high school and college careers, playing basketball and baseball as well as football. Troy was always different. He didn't possess the body type of a typical football player. He didn't lift weights. He specialized, however, in explosiveness, what they now call fast-twitch muscles in today's NFL scouting parlance. Before they had a name for it, Troy had it. And whatever he did for a workout, it worked. At his peak in Pittsburgh, Troy Palomalu could explode to the football as if shot out of a cannon. Steelers fans would be wowed repeatedly by Troy and would come to call him special. Frustrated coaches had other words for Troy, not all of them printable. The kindest description is unconventional. Another term is uncoachable. Perhaps that's because what Troy had cannot be coached. He didn't adhere to a scheme. He wasn't a perfect player when it comes to following coaching. Rather, Troy relied on instinct. He went where the football was going. He had a supernatural ability to immediately diagnose, then blow up an opposing team's play. He vaulted over the line of scrimmage and tackled the quarterback nanoseconds after the snap. He took a flying leap to snatch a fluttering football from the snowy Hinesfield turf just in time. And he would high jump, arms reaching skyward to snag an interception because the opposing quarterback never expected to, him to be there in the first place. Palomalo just might be the closest thing to a superhero pro football has ever seen. No, he didn't wear a cape. Troy has something even better. That long, flowing black hair spilling out of his Steelers helmet. Troy's hair was so fabulous it would spawn a series of head-and-shoulders shampoo ads that are running to this day. But on the football field, that flowing hair was like Palomalu's cape. His long curly locks would bounce, flow, and wave just before Palomalu was poised to strike with another can't-believe-your-eyes football play. As a fan, the hair was always the signal that something great was coming. It made Troy easy to spot, even from the 500 level. And as a fan in the stands for nearly every game of Palomalu's dozen years with the Steelers, you never took your eyes off him when he was on the field. Because the Troy Lightning and the Palomalu Thunder could flash at any moment. And when it did, another indelible memory would be made. Sure, there are highlight reels that will run on sports channels for as long as Americans play and watch football. But for the fans who witnessed Troy's greatness firsthand, we don't need film or videotape. The black and gold blur that was Troy Palomalo jumping, flying, leaping, or diving to make another otherworldly play is forever seared in our mind's eye. There's a chapter in the book entitled, quote, Let Them Say They Lived in the Time of Troy Palomalo, unquote. Amen to that, because it's a time 
we will not see again. Reading about all of Troy's eye-popping plays in Wexel's book sure gets those movies in the mind running all over again. But the real magic of the book is the off-the-field stories, the locker room revelations, going inside the family's inner circle. Wexel said he spent a decade on the book, and it shows. The trust he has built with the Palomalu family to mine all those stories is simply incredible, especially since Troy has always been so humble and quiet. As a fan, though, perhaps the most heartbreaking section of the book is recounting all the talk late in Troy's career that the game has passed him by, at least physically. Quote, old and slow. That was the media mantra about the defense from 2012 to 2014. These were down years for the Steelers, making the carping all the worst. Troy took it personally, and at no time more so than when Coach Mike Tomlin and the Steelers brass came to him days after the failed 2014 season with what amounted to an ultimatum, retire or be cut. These scenes and Troy's words really got to me in the book. So much so, I'm going to give you an extended excerpt of these emotional years with the Steelers that really led to the agonizing last day of Palomalu associated with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They really haven't kept in close ties ever since. So here are the excerpts. The melancholy really started in 2012 at OTAs in the summer. Here's Troy talking about his conditioning, which was less than ideal early on. I guess if football was played in the spring, I'd be in shape then, but it's not. Football's played in the fall and the winter. I could probably work out twice as hard in the offseason and no body fat would come off. When you get toward football season, my body starts really adjusting and starts having a certain energy to get in shape, and the fat burns off easier. It's because I've been doing this since I was in fifth grade. About the older and slower mantra, Troy said this. I'm starting to wonder who actually is old and slow because from the starting defense of our first Super Bowl, it's only me and Casey left, referring to nose tackle Casey Hampton. Maybe when we're gone, we'll be young and enthusiastic. And on his popularity, which took a hit in his waning days. I wouldn't care if no one remembered me after I'm gone. I really wouldn't mind living a life where I go unnoticed in everything and anything I do, unquote. Definitely not the Palomalu of the early days, and it stings a bit. Now we go to when the Steelers brass approached Troy with that ultimatum, retire or we'll cut you. Here's Coach Mike Tomlin on the realities of football. Quote, it's just the law of the jungle. It's an ecosystem that we're all part of. Difficult decision, but they're always going to be difficult because there are men on the other end of those decisions. Men that you admire and appreciate and respect. Man, he exemplified all of those things, Tomlin said, referring to Palomalo. There were many layers to it, probably more layers than can be outlined in a setting such as this but just rest assured that it was a very difficult and appropriately so. Finally, Troy Palomalu on the end of his Steelers career. Quote, I had a conversation with the Steelers. They just kind of said, Troy, you need to retire. This was about a month and a half after the season. 
I said, I'm really not sure if I want to retire or not. I walked out of this meeting really disappointed because they kept saying they were going to cut me or I was going to retire. Paulo Malu did seek outside counsel about playing elsewhere and was bothered by feedback suggesting he should retire in order to preserve his legacy. Troy, in his own words, about coming face-to-face with the realization football is over. Quote, first of all, I don't care about a legacy. Second of all, I play the game because I enjoy it. That's the reason to keep playing. If I'm in my fourth year, fifth year, even my tenth year, I'm playing in Alaska if I had to. I thought this would be more of a black and white for me in terms of today is the day. It wasn't, and that was kind of the sign for me to say, well, maybe you shouldn't play anymore. What I do know about the game is it takes a lot of commitment just to be an average player. I've always told myself I wanted to retire from football at age 33 and play 12 years. I'm 33. Obviously, the significance is Christ being 33. 12 years, 12 apostles. I'm not superstitious by any means, but I always thought if I played 12 years and retire from football at 33 and give my life and give my body and give my blood to this game, I think that would be pretty significant landmark in my life. So the big question becomes, what am I going to do now? The best I can do is make up for lost time, and that is with my family. Thank God that football has provided me with the ability to be able to just sit back and see what the options are and what to deal with. I definitely want to be the best father I can be. With that, Troy Palomalo called Dan Rooney to inform him that he had retired from the Pittsburgh Steelers. In many ways, Palomalo, the book and the man, provides a roadmap for greatness, but not just on the football field. Sure, it's a must-read for Steelers fans and for all young football players and athletes of any kind, all looking to do it the right way, as Troy did. But the life lessons lived by Troy go beyond the game beyond athletics. In some ways, it's an inspirational manifesto for those searching for personal fulfillment, philosophical enlightenment, and spiritual understanding. Troy flashed greatness on the field, but he was anything but a flash in his real life. Beyond all the great plays, Palomalo showed us the little trodden path of grace, character, humility, class, dignity, and meekness. He's a man who always went his own way. The 430-page biography, complete with scores of great family and football photos, traces Troy's footsteps and reveals the rewarding import of his journey. Troy's football path has led him to the Hall of Fame. His life journey continues, but already it appears he has reached a higher plane of existence than us mere mortals. He is descended from a great Samoan king and it could just be a Super Bowl. Troy Palomalo is so deep on so many levels, and the book minds them all. Wexel delivers a tour de force of reportage and interviewing that finally puts this well-known, instantly recognizable, but shy and enigmatic subject into sharp focus in all dimensions. The result is a fascinating, enlightening, and inspirational read. Hey, and it would make a great Christmas gift. And that brings me to this. Merry Christmas, Steelers Nation. And let's hope our Pittsburgh present is a playoff run by your favorite football team. 
We'll be covering it all right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. And, of course, log on to PennLive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.